Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are talking to Marita Nizam. She has trained in early childhood education, has a YouTube channel, and has published a children's book called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poops. So Marita, welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Thank you, Lucia. I'm always excited to talk about my book and especially about the message of the book. Yes, and I was looking really forward to talking with you. So, Marita, I see you grew up in Germany, yes? Yes, I grew up in a small town in Germany. Um, I did my training there as an early childhood educator. And at the age of 25, I had the opportunity to um, come to Canada as a nanny. Um, I, I always had wanted to live in a foreign country. So I took the opportunity and then got stuck over here because I met my ex-husband and I just stayed in Canada. Well, Canada is not that different than Germany when we think about the weather, yeah? No, it's fairly similar. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a culture shock. No, it was <laughs> in certain ways it's similar. In certain ways it's different. From which city are you in Germany? In Germany, I'm from a small place. Um, nobody knows the area. It's called Sauerland. I love it. Um, the closest city, big city is Düsseldorf or Cologne. Okay. I lived in Nuremberg. Yeah, that would be about, I don't even know, two or three hours away from me. Mm-hmm. It's further south. I was yeah. further up. like South. Yeah, it's beautiful. And of course, you speak German. So I do. <laughs> but before uh, going to Canada, uh, could you speak English fluently already? No, I think it's like with a lot of us. I, I learned it in school, of course. It was mandatory in Germany. Um, but with languages, I was really good at understanding it. But speaking was a different story right I was kind of slow so it took me I would say about a year to to really you know get caught up and 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 start speaking it more fluently Mm -hmm. and what do you miss most about living in Germany oh that's a tough question no, it's not. It's my friends. It's it's the social contacts. I'm, I still have all my best friends over in Germany, you know, people I've known from high school, from kindergarten even. I have a one friend that I went to kindergarten with and my family, of course, and seeing my um, my nephews and my niece growing up, that was really tough, not, not seeing them on a regular basis. Yeah, I can understand. And I miss riding my bicycle through the streets of Nuremberg so much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can do that over there. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you love the most about living in Canada? 
the most I love the mentality of the Canadians. Um, first of all, I live in Toronto, so it's very, very multi multicultural. I think it's one of the most multicultural cities in the world and it works very well over here. Um, I love that. And, and I have to say the Canadians are, in my opinion, a little more easy, easier going than, than, the, than the Germans, right? They go with the flow. They, they're just a little more relaxed, I yeah, would say, I than the Germans. <laughs> So I, I love my Canadians. I love them. Yeah, I love Canadians too. And, Mar and Marita, you moved to Canada as a nanny, yeah? Yeah. Originally, and, I, I worked as a nanny, yeah. And you also trained in early childhood education. So what made you decide you wanted to work with children? I had always loved being around children. I did a lot of babysitting, you know, that's how I made my money um growing up and you know what I also liked I also liked the idea that when you work with children you also need to work on yourself because whenever you have I feel whenever you have a reoccurring problem with children um that's also a signal to look at yourself and to say there's there's something off like I'm, I'm missing something there's some something off with me that I'm not getting so I really like the aspect of of also working on myself Mm -hmm. And you learn so much with kids, yeah? Yes, you do. And they're so much fun, you know? They have this joy and this exuberance and this, this living in the moment that, that we often lose when, lose when we're growing up. So I, I love being around them. I just do. And uh, what made you decide to write a book? Actually, are books not only one? You published more than one book, yeah? Right now it's one, but the series altogether will be three books. Um, I'm working on the second one. Um, honestly, it was not a conscious decision. It was not I sat down at a table and, and, and I thought, uh, let's write a book. Um, the idea, it was a little, you know, I was just driving around. I remember it clearly. I was driving around. I was running an errand. I was driving around. I can't you? I can tell you exactly where I was I was driving around in my neighborhood and the idea just popped into my head because um, the book is based on my own experience with my children um, and what I saw there I think the idea for the book just just came that's the only way I can describe it mm -hmm. and now is writing your full-time career I'm trying to make it that yeah <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going through a divorce right now, so it's a whole new, you know, many people have gone through that. It's a whole new situation, figuring out your, your life. I was a housewife, figuring out how to be financially independent. And I would love to make this my career, you know, like, like getting the message out, talking to parents, um, writing more books, working with kids. I'm very excited about that, you know, going into maybe shelters, um, and, and teaching kids the lessons of the book. Yeah, I would love to make it my full-time career. That's the goal. Yeah, it's, it's a very good goal, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. I was reading some interviews about you and you mentioned how your intention with the book is to protect children from the damaging effects of negative interactions and relationships. Yes. And Marita, can you give us examples of what you mean by negative interactions with children? 
Yeah, I think there's a there's a wide range of that. Um, the book is called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos. So in my book, the 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 negative people are the grumpy poos, and I think that can have a that can range from just parents having a bad day and and being a little harsher, maybe not as patient, uh, maybe raising their voice and maybe in that moment moment saying something that that might hurt their children. Um, at the extreme other end of the spectrum, the worst scenario is somebody who's a toxic person or who's an abuser. So for, for those people, putting other people down, making them feel bad um, is kind of a, a way of life. That's, that's how they exist in this world. And they would be a little more systematic about um, you know putting your kids down and really attacking their self-esteem. So I would say there's a wide range but um, we have to be very, very aware that that those negative interactions can have, can have and will have um, very damaging effects. Because, yeah. um, well, I said it before, the book comes from my own experience, because unfortunately, my kids did grow up around a negative person. And um, at the time, I didn't quite understand the dynamics that were going on. And I also didn't have the life skills to to stand up to the negative person, I guess, right? I didn't have, I was an empath, right? I, I was excusing bad behavior. Uh, I wasn't setting boundaries. I probably didn't think I was, I was, I was good enough to um, maybe to have a better relationship, right? So I saw, unfortunately, in hindsight, and I see it now, um, the damaging effects it had on my children and, and, and it was pretty, um, it was pretty drastic what my children went through and, and the effects it had on them. So that made me realize how vulnerable really small children are. Exactly. I saw many situations also like yeah. these, and I believe that the relationships that are not experienced by children as clearly positive can lead yeah. to anxiety a lot yes. of people a lot of kids are suffering from anxiety and communication difficulties and problems with discipline yeah 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 i mean they are they are in a phase uh, my book is for children ages three to seven i would say but the lessons can also be applied to older children um as parents we have to realize that at the age of three and seven they're developing right they're like they're like little computers that are being programmed so if at that time they receive the wrong message and they will internalize the message um could have an effect for the basically for the rest of your, of, of their life you know if, if they develop negative beliefs about themselves mm -hmm. so we got to be very careful what we um teach our children at that age mm -hmm. Yeah, and as I said, I have experience working with kids as a physical therapist. And I think it's so important to give a voice to kids. Yes. Very important because so often they are forgotten or dismissed. Yeah, I agree very much. And I think giving them a voice, um, in my opinion, that's also 
teaching them how to set strong boundaries. You know, we, we can't, I mean, empathy and being kind is a, is a huge subject right now, right? It's, it's always been mentioned, like, I want to teach my kids to be kind. And of course we do. But if we don't at the same time give them a strong voice, and teach them that they have the right to set really strong boundaries. You know, they have the right to protect themselves. They have the right to say that's that's not okay. Um, if we don't teach them strong boundaries and give them a strong voice, then we leave them in a very vulnerable place because then they just keep extending their empathy and they might start excusing. That's what I did in my life. You know, I kept extending my empathy. I, I kept excusing the bad behavior. And that's how you end up in a vicious cycle. If you don't have at the same time, a strong voice of saying, you know, for example, to say to your friend, I, I know why you're upset. I know why you're having a grumpy day and that's fine. I, I will help you with that, but it's not okay to let that out on me. You know, that's, that's not my job. It's not my job to be a dumping ground for your negative emotions. And I think, I think we need to teach children that as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I agree with you hundred percent. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at and your book is called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Pose. So, Marita, why did you choose a rabbit? And can you explain to us what a grumpy poo is? <laughs> yes, I call them grumpy poos. I, I kind of wanted a word that stands out. And I kind of wanted a word. Uh, my big dream is that 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 the word will become like common and, and parents will teach your children what a grumpy poo is or, or when it, you know, when it comes, when it happens in their children's life, they will say, you know, oh, that's a grumpy poo. They were trying to, to put you down or they can also say, sorry, I'm a grumpy poo today, right? I'm a little bit tired, like cut me some slack. So um, I wanted a word that's unique. I also wanted a word that was a little bit funny um just to kind of take the tension out of the situation you know as soon as as, as you bring in humor it, it it takes the power away from the from the situation you know from that negative interaction it makes it, it just takes the tension out and and gives you yeah you know that's a grumpy poo that's i i can handle it it's just a grumpy poo <laughs> i like it i like it. it's fine <laughs> yeah and I was checking your website and you show videos called Lessons to be Learned. And I saw that there are videos about emotions, empathy, and others. So Marita, what kind of feedback are you receiving from parents and also kids I don't know if you receive feedback from yeah um well I'm just starting this journey I'm a first-time author and I'm just starting this journey and and hopefully it, it will lead me somewhere I know it will um, unfortunately I'm in Ontario I'm in Canada and we're still under lockdown 
and and we've only had very short periods of time. So unfortunately, I have not been going out yet. And um, it's my goal to eventually be able to talk to parents and um, to also go into uh, shelters and 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 talk to children and work with children. I mean, that's going to be the very, that's going to be the most exciting part, right? To bring it to mm-hmm. children. So unfortunately, I haven't seen it. Yet I haven't seen the reaction. I mean, I've, I've I've seen my best friend reading it to her first grandchild, so that was very emotional for both of us. Um, I've seen it on a, on a on a private level, but but he's still too small. He's only two. Um, so that's the part I'm very much looking forward to. We're slowly easing out of lockdowns here, and then hopefully I will be able to go out, you know, talk to parents, um, talk to kindergarten teachers. Um, hopefully then I will be able to. I, I think it's so rewarding to do it, what you are planning to. Nowadays, yeah. kind of difficult, but sure, soon we'll be able to get back. Yeah, Yeah. hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. yeah, it, it's so, happening. Slowly we're, we're getting there. Yeah, and Marita, I have a quote. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, if you want children to keep their feet on the ground... Put some responsibility on their shoulders. This is from Abigail Van Buren. I felt good because I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a perfectionist, so I didn't let my children handle a lot of things. I did. Um, yes, I agree with that because I also think the best way to protect them is to empower them, right? To tell them you know this is this is what you're going like with my book I'm trying to say this is what you're going to encounter um you will encounter negative people but at the same time teach them look this is what you're going to encounter and this is how you handle it right so it can be your responsibility and you are strong enough to handle it I also think by telling them and teaching them to to handle situations and responsibilities um you're telling them, I trust you, you know, you can handle it. You're strong enough. Like anything life throws at you, you, you will be able to handle because that's the real, um, that's a real meaning of self-esteem, right? Is knowing, okay, whatever life is going to throw at me, somehow I will make mistakes. I, I won't know everything, but somehow I know I will handle it. So I think, yeah, I'm giving them responsibility. And also, I mean, the ultimate goal, this is why we're raising our kids, is to, to release them into the world, knowing that they can handle everything, right? So teaching them responsibility and teaching them, um, teaching them those abilities is, is going to enable them to go out into the world and, and handle everything that, that gets thrown at them. Mm-hmm. And this is getting oh, yes. a lot because sometimes we like I myself as well, I would say, ah, oh, but it's too much for my daughter, but yeah. ah, she's going to think I'm too tough. But in reality, this is love because in the future, I'm sure they are going to say thank you. Yes, okay. yes. And I also think, I mean, looking back at the way I brought up my children, um, of course, I had good intentions, right? I didn't want, like you said, I didn't want them to be disappointed or sad or stressed out. But really, what was the message I'm sending them, right? You, the message you're sending them is, I don't trust you. I don't think you can handle it. So I think also giving them responsibilities um, shows them, you know what? My parents trust me. They, they know I can handle it. And that's how 
they will develop that, you know, that self-esteem and that confidence. Mm -hmm. And Marita, I absolutely love the illustrations in your book. I think the kids will just be amazed by <laughs> the rabbit. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? I was very lucky to find Ricardo. He's the illustrator. Um, in my opinion, also, I think he did an amazing job. He really poured his heart into, into the illustrations. Um, and I'm, I love art, so I was very picky in, in who I chose. And I was, I was so happy with how he brought the story to life. Mm -hmm. well, it's beautiful. And you said that is the range, is uh, the age range is between three to seven years old? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you can start showing the book at, at, uh, to younger kids, but they won't get the message, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, three to seven, I would say. But there are some lessons in there, even if you don't want the book. I think the lessons, for example, the lessons I talk about in my YouTube channel can also be applied to older children. I believe other kids and even parents We yes, yes, even parents, even I had to learn, you know what, as I was writing the book, I, I was working on those life lessons as well. And you told me you were releasing two more books. Yeah, it's a series of books. Yeah, it's going to be a series of three. The second book is going to be called Little Rabbit and the Fence Hoppers. It's going to um, dive a little bit deeper into the subject of boundaries and how to set boundaries, because I think it's, it's so important. And the third one? The third one, um, I just have the concept, it's going to call, be called Little Rabbit, and that's going to deal with negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. Like when we are basically being the grumpy poos, putting ourselves down, because that's also a huge habit we can develop early, and that's a habit that's very hard to get rid of. This is a very good theme. And Marita, where can we find you? I'm sure our listeners want to know better you better and about your books. Uh, my book is on Amazon. You can find it there. And I have a website, maritanizam.ca, um, where if you, if you are interested, you can check out the videos. In the videos, I also talk about how, how parents can implement the lessons um, with their children. So the website is a, is a good good place to to find me with the kids and also being able to understand the message will help not only the kids but also the parents for sure yeah that's my hope listen i'm not writing this i'm i'm not coming out with this message and sitting on a high horse saying oh this is how it needs to be done right i'm yeah. saying please parents these are the mistakes i made um, because I didn't know better at the time, but I had to see the consequences and I had to see my, my kids struggle because of it. And that was very hard. So I, I'm telling parents just, you know, this, this is my experience. Don't make the same mistakes that I made. And this like, is good. We learn with our yeah. mistakes or with the mistakes of others. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's, that's the best way to look at people that, that have, have done it and that, you know, have been through it. And I was saying, These are the things I could have done better. Mm -hmm. So, Marita, thank you very much. It was a very nice talk. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, of course. And please come back when the second and the third one. Is I would love to. So Thanks, Lucy. 
if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.